0: TheYeshiva.net Okay, we started Pedic Beis. Dushim you see? So let's remember here the Vartan started the Pedic Beis. The story of Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu Hanavi lived in a day when many of the Jews um, gravitated to idolatry, particularly to uh, the Baal and other forms of idolatry that were extremely grotesque and heinous, often heinous. And Eliyahu, challenges the Jews and he says, How long are you going to, uh, as we say in English, sit on the fence, or in Yiddish, we line with of by the You know, sometimes you have two weddings in Monsey. you have to go to both, right? So mechanish Tansen this chasin you're thinking about this one and this one you're thinking about this one and then you have about mitzvah so how long are you going to dance at two weddings either you come to this wedding or you come to this wedding in other words if Hashem is God so go to God and the Eliyahu he says shockingly and if the Baal is true then go to the Baal he doesn't want them right to come to Shul for Shachis and then go to the Baal decide who you are which is a very interesting proposition Embrace a path, don't uh, straddle between two opposite notions. And he challenges them, the famously, Navi Abali challenges them for a contest. He builds a Mizbeach, and Harakarma, Mount Carmel, which is one of the mountains in Israel. And Eliyahu the whole experiment in Sefim Allah, Perik Yudches, Alachim Alef and they bring a bull, and he brings a bull, and they both shech the bull, and then he waits for there, he tells, let your God create a fire to consume the bull. And the Navi describes everything in detail, it's in vain, futile, and then when it comes to his bull, he says the famous, And the fire comes down and consumes the bull. And the end of the story is, V'yarkolam, V'yiplu'alpneim, V'yoyimru, Hashem hu'alikim, Havayu alikim, twice, baseball. And the D-U-Kir is, Davka, twice. L'choyri, he could have said it once. And that's going to be really the theme. Moshe Rabbeinu in the Possek says it once, Atari Yisladas, ki Hashem hu'alikim. V'yaday to'yem, v'yashem ki Hashem. He says it twice in the Torah, but each time it's once. The Jews at this moment say, Hashem hu'alikim, twice not once but twice this means that the alakim the second time is not the same like the first if it would be the same like the first it would be repetitive so you have to say alakim the second time is a different now it's the same word what does it mean it's different so he starts explaining baseball a few lines after the beginning of paid base when you say Hashem Hu elikim, it means two things. It could mean two things. One piddush is a aleph, one is. Literally, it means that Yutke Vavke and Elikim, it's one. Hashem, Havaya, Yutke Vavke Hu elikim. That is Elikim. What's the Chiddush? I told you, Yankel is Yankel. Yankel is Yankel. He's not Shmel. Shmel is Shmel, and Yankel is Yankel. But there is a Chiddush. The Chiddush is because Yudke Vavkei and Alekim look so different. Because they look so different, you would think that they're not the same. So the Chiddush is that Yudke Vafke is Alekim, and Alekim is Yudke Vafke. It's not two opposite notions, it's not even two different notions. There's Achtos, there's Yichud, there's unity between Yudke Vavkei and Alekim. It's one in And therefore, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu has to emphasize it, because it's a Chiddush Davar that I value. So he says, "Here's my base perushim. Olive, havaya who gilui Eden said, 'Baruch Hu Mekhinas The Shema havaya Yudke represents an expression of the Ein Sof in a way that is communicated. Shul Mekhinas Havaya the Chesed, which represents the concept of Chesed, which is giving benevolence, Zochar Chazdoi laHavis Kol HaHavis to bring into existence all of existences." That is also a lekim. A lekim is the opposite. A lekim is the mid of restriction, meaning that he compressed himself. To emerge within separate worlds that are finite, with so many different levels and states of consciousness, of so many different kinds and endless diversity, how could you tell me how valuable? Can we the opposite? Shame, Avaya, you're telling me is giluy Saif. The spashtos of I'm It's the it's the quality of chesed, zocher chazda. Elikim is the midah of tzimtzum, restricting, concealing, obstructing, creating veils in order to allow for finiteness and diversity. Comes the pasuk and says, "You should know how valuable elikim." Meaning, shatzimtzum as a this restriction, even though the God made the infinite light, it's a great tzimtzum because life so is not finite, and this symptom creates finiteness. You should know who who havaya. This selikim is really one; it is havaya one. Because it's this that allows there to be an existence of everything. Havaya from the word mahaven. He brings everything into existence from nothing to something. Without this, there would be no world. They would become nullified in their souls. They would be like they never were. In other words, they would completely not be. There would be naught. So the tzimtzum essentially is an essential component of hava of being mahava, of expressing the Saif. So and that means really they're unified with a complete and authentic unity. Why? Because the Likim is an essential component of amaya In other words, it's true that when you want to communicate from infinity to finite, you have to block out most of the infinity. But the blockage of the infinity is an essential part of giving. Because the reason you're blocking is only to be able to give. You're not blocking because you want to block You're not concealing because you want to conceal. You're concealing because you want to express. And in order to express, you need to conceal. Because all expression is really concealment. In other words, an integral part of expression is knowing what not to say. Knowing how to say it. Knowing how to communicate in a way that suits the person you're listening. And this is a very powerful idea. Where Chesed and Gvur really not only work together, but according to him right here, it's the same thing. It's not it works together. That's number one. Havayu it alakeb means it's really one. It's one nekuda. It's just the nekuda is manifested in two opposite and paradoxical notions. And we could all understand and relate to this based on our own level within a finite world itself. Some people have tremendous ideas. Some people have tremendous passion. But when they communicate it, the recipients can't absorb it. Why? Because it goes over their heads. It's not relatable to them. It's not adaptable by them. When you have a relationship, any type of relationship, an integral part of a relationship is not just communication. It's understanding how the other person absorbs the communication. And for the other person to absorb the communication, sometimes you have to limit. You have to know what not to say. You have to know how to say it. You have to put it in the right words. You have to put it in the right containers. You can't express everything. Why? Not because you don't want to express Because you want to express in a way that it should actually be expressed. If expression is about selfish expression, I just want to express myself and I don't care what you hear. The main thing is I express myself. But that's not called expression. Expression, real expression, communication means I communicate it to you. Huh? it was comprehensible, it was absorbed it was adopted by you, it was internalized by you if that's the case then gvura is an essential part of it Simtsum is an essential part of Gilui it's not two separate things the Gilui, the Simtsum is the Gilui because without the filter you're not getting anything without the filter it's a worse blockage so actually if you give without any obstructions, without any filters without any, you didn't give anything you just ruined it. You just... <laughs> it's what a hurricane is. It's a flood. You flood it. Water is chesed. But when you give without symptoms, it's not chesed anymore. It's destructive. <laughs> if you really want to give, you need to give in a way that's relatable to the person. Just like we understand when it comes to chinuch. If you spoil a child, and there's no boundaries, and you never say no, because love, 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 love. You're not loving the person. You're sometimes destroying the person. Because they don't learn about any boundaries. They don't learn about any values. They don't. There's no safety. Even in their own life, there's no safety. It's just everything is open. So therefore, in the name of chesed, you're actually flooding them with so much that you're not actually helping the person. So very often, the Havayu Hu don't think it's two opposite things. Elamah, you need both. It's really the same Nekudah. The Tsimtsum is Gilui. Because without the Tsimtsum, there would be no world. So if God wants to create a world with an identity, he has to do Tsimtsum. So he gives through not giving. The suppression of infinity is the way of giving. That is a part of the giving. Havayu Hu it's really one It's not separate. Even though from our experience, it's two opposite notions. This is Gilui and this is Helam. This is Revelation and this is Concealment. But from a deeper perspective, if you understand what it is, the Helam is really just part of the Gilui. It's a din in the Gilui. The Gilui requires the Helam for there to be a Gilui that is effective in order to create an Olam. You don't want to create an Olam, don't create an Olam. But if you want an Olam that has identity and has diversity and has Gvul, you must... Obstruct the infinite light because infinity manifested in the world would cause the, the result, would be there can't be a world. And the same is true in every type of such communication. I understand that's <laughs> different. Why a big lottery when it's <laughs> so you won the lottery, the mega lottery. I mean, it's too much, too much to deal with, too much to deal with. Too much to deal with. To deal with. Well, he's talking about the emmas in the emes, it's that way That is Amtakas Adinam Amtakas Adinam means To appreciate the Delikim That is the Hava'iyah When you say that one thing Or the second thing Why is it here? How does it become that It's from one Even No, of course the manifest the, the software is different The manifestation is opposite Here it's Gilwi And here it's Halim That's why it's called Havaya And it's called Delikim You wouldn't have two names If it's the Chabchila one That's the Kiddish even though the manifestation of it. Here there's giving, and here there's withholding, right? But the withholding essentially is giving. You're not withholding, you're giving. In order that giving should be in a way that is effective and productive and powerful, that creates room for the recipient to live and thrive and, and blossom and develop his or her own identity, the giving has to happen through this filter. And that's what all real gvur is. Real shame kim is always a buy. It's not a separate thing. That means whenever somebody withholds, whenever somebody blocks, whenever somebody says no, yeah, the real, real no that is the most effective is a no that is always yes. It's not no, it's yes. If a no is coming... From, I'm not interested in you. Then it's already not avayol. Okay? Then it's a separate. If the no is a no, it's nishke no. Then it's rejection. The no is really a yes. The no always must come from emotional presence, from emotional involvement, from an emotional connection. Because I hear... Because I'm connected to you, therefore I'm saying no. It's not a no, just get out of my life. Lamed you're giving me a migraine. Out. That's a different type of no. That's not this alekin. That's also timsim, but it's a different type of timsim. This is really, I'm not interested in you. I know from to what? What I like, gish- know like you're holding back. No, you see it in Chinuch with a child. With children, you say yes, you say no a healthy home is not, is a must what do they say, there's something called the N vitamin, right? The no, the no vitamin. Children are supposed to hear the word no, it's not a bad word. It became bad word but it's a very good word. No is not an evil word. But one tonight, if the no is coming because I'm angry because I lost patience because I want you out of my life leave me alone, which is also a normal human expression. But Don't confuse that with chinuch. That's part of our human things that we have to work on. The no, that type of no, that's not the no we're talking about. A real no, a divine no, is a no that is an extension of yes. Because I want to be able to say yes, before I'm saying no. Because I want to give, I'm saying no, not because I don't want to give. Because I want you should be able to be the person you're capable of becoming. It's a very important idea, because often people punish or penalize simply because they lost control, or because they lose it, or because they're impatient, or they want to take revenge, or they want to show you who's boss. I'll teach you who's boss. In other words, coming from my own lack of discipline, or from my own insecurity, that's already a different type of no. A real, real Aleikim, which is midisat simtsu, it's holding back, it's not giving, it's creating boundaries. Is because I want to give. It's part of the Gilui. That's the Vart. That's the one Vart. in Hashem Olam Kim. Well, Pidush The second Pidush is Hava Yehuda Lekim means something else. Kipchines Hava. Vamshachas Hachesed. She ma Hava Kol Haviyus. The word havaya comes from the word Mahava. Yud kevavke is he is mahave. He brings everything into existence. The source of existence is called havaya. Why the yud Havaya? is the yud in lashon kodesh means it's always happening. Kacha Yasa for example. This is what Eiv will do. It means you're always doing it. So, Yehavah, Yud Kevavke is, he's always being Mahavah. It's Losh Antom. So, this Havaha who rak pchines el lekim vitzimtzum, lekabi yatsmusim, we'll see you should know Havaha is really el lekim. Meaning the whole Havaha, which is Gilui, is really tzimtzum. It's really el lekim. Lekabi yatsmusim. Kumeshikosnov, and ni Havaha hushmi. Shepchines Havaha, ain't el lekinis shaym. Even Yud is a name take Avram, take the name of the first Jew the name of a person take Avram. on purpose of a name is for an outsider for somebody else in order to identify you you can't say that the name has an Erech the essence of the person the name is not part of his essence or even of his Erech. For example, you tell me somebody's name, I know nothing of him. It's not like, oh, I know all about him, I heard his name. (laughs) A name is an ability for an outsider to be able to grasp you, to be able to relate to you. You yourself, if you would live yourself on an island, you don't have a name. In other words, the idea of a name metaphorically is that which allows other people to define you. So your name represents the way you are experienced by the other. It seems easy. Asking, Someone is asking, shouldn't there it therefore be a lekel a According to the first pittish or the second pittish? <laughs> I was just repeating this question. Okay. Yeah. It seems it's equivocating a little bit in the sense that we've always understood a to be asmus, beyond, okay, beyond sins. So it sounds, maybe I am wrong, but it sounds like saying that a in the name of a is a lot. Avaya is always what we associate with Atzmos, but we translate Avaya as the Mahava called Olomos. That aspect of Avaya. You're right. It, it requires Simson, but we always think of Avaya as above and beyond the Atzmos. You're right. When you talk about Avaya in terms of Mahava, yeah, in the Chanami as a Mahava, yes, in the Kohenah first <laughs> Okay, it's an interesting Rada. It's an interesting Rada. It should be a Likimu Avaya, not Avaya a Likim. So we'll see later, it'll be clear I think it'll be answered, but it's a good honor so he says <speaking in Hebrew> so when you say Ani shmi, there's a point here and that is, it's my name even Havayu we call Shem Havayu it's taken a different status than other names it's called Sheim HaMefoyrish it's called Sheim HaEksem, it's called Sheim HaMiyuchad in the Rishonim it has special names Sheim Havayu, like shem shem it's called Sheim HaMefoyrish Unlike the other na- other names, which are also Hashem's names. They're not only kinuyim, they're not only what we would call nicknames. They're also names. Alekib It's also a name. But Shema Avaya has a unique status. But nonetheless, it's a name. And by definition, what does a name mean? A name means the way you relate to me. If I was living alone on an island my whole life, I don't need a name. When you talk to yourself, you don't uh, first identify yourself by your name. Mm. Say, uh-uh, you do? let me tell you it's time to wake up <laughs> because it's internal it's internal but if I want to call out to you I need a tool to grasp you so that's the name so this but here he means it in a more abstract sense that the name basically represents how I look at you how I experience you the entire which is a chesed of Ein Saif to give life to the worlds and bring them to existence, It doesn't capture this energy that is invested in this Ishavos, like we learned in the previous Mayim Atam Litzavim. It doesn't capture. It does no Erech to Him Himself. The famous Marshall brought in many marim, the ray of the sun, the sun. It's true the ray of the sun comes from the sun. And the ray that comes from the sun is extraordinarily powerful and we're thankful for it. We say every morning, We don't take for granted the rays that come from the sun. And that's why we continue, But that's the same Vart. It's like the ray of the sun. To say that the ray of the sun has an erech the sun, obviously not. What would happen to the sun if this ray would disappear? The, the, The ray of the sun doesn't capture the sun. It, it it gives us it comes from the sun. Without the sun you can't have a ray, and it has enormous power. It brings the whole world into existence. It's not a small thing, this divine energy. But it's a fraction of a fraction. not even a fraction. It doesn't beh. That's what's called a name. It's how we describe the sun. Let's say I asked you to describe the sun, but you never saw the sun. All you saw was the ray of the sun in your house. So all you know about the sun is the ray. So you write a whole book about the sun. There's only one problem. You never saw it. What did you see? You saw the ray. Are you right or you're wrong? You're 100% right. Then you're 1,000% wrong. You're 100% right because everything you said is true. It comes from the sun. You're 1,000% wrong because you don't even know the sun. You didn't capture anything of the sun. So when you describe the divine based on the universe, you're 100% right. But you're 1,000% wrong. So he says... Completely beyond the whole gender of worlds. He goes back to the nizmer of the and the end of We say, after the whole list of everything that goes on, we say, Yahalalu, as Hashem. So he says, even Shmai is also Nizgov. it's also exalted Levad. Even Shmai is not on Eretz. The Hoid of the Shame is on Eretz. That's even a lower P'chin. Ha'ara de Ha'ara, which means array of array. You don't have the ray of the sun, you have a ray of array. Because even Shmai is Levadai. The Hoid of Shmai is on Levad like Tvershmai. V'av Gamzoi is a third P'chin, the P'chin is Al. Hoidai it's all. In other words, even that's above. Even that we can't fully capture the divine in the world. So YHalleluah, Sheim Hashem, Kinnisgav Shmoy Levadei, Hoday of Shmoy is all eretz v'shama'ayim. In other words, the ha'ara, the ha'ara, the ha'ara. So on him you can't say avaya. you But you can't even say it. Says in Zoya you're wise, but not with known wisdom, not with known chachma. <laughs> In the world of spiritual evolution. <laughs> with there's already a concept of Hashem is a source. So you could say antu But antu chakim is already post-simpson. is With you is the source of life. <laughs> <laughs> the chachma doesn't capture the essence in a manifested way. The Pasik says in Mishlay, Ha may ayin Literally our people shout, it means we are gonna find chachma. Malach says you can't find it on the <laughs> you're looking for something, you can find a key on the on the ground, you can find a pen, you can find a wallet, you can find a couple of dollars. Where you're gonna find chachmah. But the balatanya taich is meaning me ayin. It's not a question, it's p'nechusa. Chachma is timotza, it's found. It's like a metzia from ayin. The T'hayinun sha'in is ha'vos Chachma b'chines ishtal shloz v'slap shloz e'nin say' baruchu mamish, ayin b'chines she'ein v'ephes, ziv. It's not like chachma evolves from the ayin sa'if naturally, rather even chachma, which is the first glimmer of consciousness, emerges from ayin. Why is it called ayin? Because it's only a ziv. The ziv, the ray, the gabi, the essence is ayin. It's insignificant. What's the value of a light wave in the solar core? It doesn't occupy space. So even though chacham comes from Hashem, but we say may ayin t'imatze. That nekuda of a that is expressed in chachma is called ayin. It has no significance, lagabi the etzem, because it's only a ray. So, therefore, it's called ha-chachma me ayin temotse. So, the highest level of ishtalshalos, of evolution, spiritual evolution, which is called chachma, which in a person's psyche is the first glimmer of consciousness, the first seed of consciousness that then develops into bina and das and chesin and Where does that emerge from? It emerges from ayin. Even though it's huge, it's, it's unbelievable. It's in, it's infinite. But and kulam mechach ma'asein, it's the source of all of existence. But that havaya yutkei vafkei is really a lekin It's really a symptom. It really comes from an ayin because it's not be'erich like abe the etzam ani havaya who Is this the same idea we had last year that even rochniyus is yishmi? Right. No, right. Then in tiku in, tiku. in before we get to the old tikuyim. Here, right. there, there, yeah. okay. this ray from which Chachma comes. Who This itself is a tremendous simtsum. Not just we're not talking about a Lakim, we're still talking about Yutke Vavke. Yaakov in his prayer and his davening when he leaves Ba'irshev and he goes to Charon. He's traveling to his uncle, Lavon. Yaakov says in the beginning of Ayatze, he says these words If Elikim will be with me and guard me, and he'll give me bread to eat and clothes to wear. And then Yaakov says, And I will return in peace to the home of my father. Avaya will be for me like Ela And he speaks about the matseva that he'll give and the tithing, the maister he'll give. Pirush. He starts off in Yehim If Ela will be with me, what fellow Kim will be with me? Ela is already the way God is concealed in the world. In Taktoinan. And therefore, as he started over the Maimur, there's David of there's the Void of to be able to synchronize and in with Havayin. That's the first stage of the Hashem to realize that the outer is not the inner. And I have to pierce through the outer layers of existence in order to be able to discover the inner core of my existence. I have to pierce through a in order to discover the divine source of existence, the divine core of existence. This operates on a level of iskafia, on a level of eshaabcha. Eskafia is one type of havaya lakim, Ishapcha is a higher level. We learned laila, yaim, morning, night... <coughs> As he said before, "Bashamayim imal, alarich mitochas." So Yaakov says, "Imiyel l'kimim madi, and I'll be able to work through all of this ad v'shafti b'shalom until return." What's this punchline? What's the summation? As I yovei v'yagia l'madrege then he'll reach a tremendous state. He bitul v'eskalulus b'eden say baruchu mamish shalemay l'maylam b'chinas havaya atzib chinas havaya b'chinas l'kim techoshef. He'll be able to become one and submerged in the Ein Sof itself, beyond Yudkevavke, to the point that when he looks at Yudkevavke, that's Alekim. Vahoyah That's the second interpretation of Hashemu Alekim. First interpretation of Hashemu Alekim is that gevura and chesed are really one. The concealment is part of the revelation. That's a much lower layer of interpretation, and that's a big thing. Because that means you look at the world, which is full of concealment, and all you see in it is a manifestation of the divine. It's the way the divine is manifested in a way that identity can emerge. Without that, there can't be identity. The whole world will be nullified. That's how Vayu Alekim, that's an uptight and developed. It's an interpretation of the world. The world which is Alekim, is really God expressing Himself in a way that we could contain. The deeper vayah Hashem is... That Hashem Havai is also only Tzimtzol. Because even the Giloy of Ein Saif and Chachma is Me'ayin Timotza, it's only the Ziv. So Yaakov says, You start off with the le'kim, you don't start off. And he works it through. V'shafti b'shalom al-be'is avi. What's the tachliz v'hoya ha'vayye Lekim. Yudkei Vavke will become like Elikim. How could Yudkei Vavke become like Elikim? That's the second Piddush. Because he'll be able to have a relationship and become submerged with the Aim saif itself pre-Tzimtzum. Not with the Ray of the Sun, but with the Sun itself. So that the Ray is already looked at and experienced as Elikim, which is a symptom which is a restriction. That's the second Piddush of Hashem, o I mean He'll come to such a high level that he'll recognize that what yeah. he always thought of as avayat. Avayat really is really only, only a Tzimtzum. Only what he always thought of as was really a tzimtzum. Experientially, Havayin does not become the key. Hawaii is simply a filtered, restrictive flow of energy. So what was always Hawai'i, which is the source of everything, is really Pchina of Ayin. And that's why we call existence yeshme Ayin. Why do we call it Ayin? Till now we learned why it's called Ayin, because we call it Ayin. Because the divine is so intangible, so we say it's not here, it's nothing. Now we have a much deeper interpretation. You know why it's called Ayin? Because Legabe, it's source. It's taka Ayin. It's pumtvarket Yeshme ayin. The first titan, Yesh ayin is our own flaw. For us, physical is real. Spiritual, I don't know. Let's call it Ayin. I, I don't know. Maybe you could prove it, but I, I don't have a relationship to it. So it doesn't really exist in my universe. I call it Ayin. Now we're saying, no. Oh, you call it Ayin, Legabe, it's source. It's called Ayin. Legabi, the ultimate yesh, it's called iron, because it's only the ray of the sun, the sun, the light wave, and the solar core is iron. What, what, how much space does the light wave occupy in the solar core? In the solar core, the light wave doesn't have, not that it's not there, it's there. And not that it's not important, It lights up the whole world, we're very appreciative of it. <laughs> But it doesn't khat, it doesn't capture the essence of the Nakud of the etzah. The itself. So Yaakov says, Avad, avada. <laughs> Avad, avada. Now, here we see, here we come now to the two dynamics of life. The two paths of life. We'll learn a few lines. He says like this. <laughs> Yaakov speaks in the normal, ordinary path of growth, where people climb a ladder from lower to higher. <laughs> Yaakov is a tzaddik, the madreg of tzaddikim, who walk before God, and they climb from one step to another step. But somebody who blemished who blemished the soul either through a lysis or a bit of a mitzvah the whole process described in this it becomes problematic Usually, life is about synchronizing Havaya and Elikim in a lower level of unity, Yaakov, a higher level of unity, Israel, a level of unity where you struggle, a level of unity where you don't struggle. That's the communication of Havayah and Elikim, and but here he blemishes Havayah because mitzvah is a mitzvah. The mitzvahs are called in Kriyat the Mitzvot of Hashem Yudkevavke Kama Shikosu B'Zayirak Kadosh the Italian B'Shmei Anavim B'Iskala the Mitzvot hang like clusters of a grape of a vine Anavim are grapes B'Iskala in the cluster. The cluster of the vine. That's how the mitzvahs, so to speak, are individual grapes that hang, they're dependent on Shema Avay. Miminu Mismala, The cluster of grapes, you have the grapes on the right, you have the grapes on the left, you have on the side of Yudke Vafke, which is like the source of the vine, you have mitzvahese, you have mitzvas And when you them in the mitzvahs, you poigim in Avay. And he starts off. there are those who say in Krishna Shalamitta, there's a nusach uh, a vidui a detailed vidui of Krishna Shalamitta. I don't know if there's anybody here who uh, who says this Krishna Shalomita but it's a longer version of Krishna Shalamitta that comes from the Arizal Malatanya put it into his siddur some other siddurim where there's a detailed vidui are you familiar anybody? in pagamti Ba'is yud Vinaskayafti. Every night you speak about the four deaths, right? It's pretty sharp stuff, if you understand what it's talking about. It's pretty heavy stuff. And in the al Khat also, we say, Al-Chathayim, Shonachayavum skilla Skila, stoning, Shreif, burning, Herig is beheading, chenek is strangulation. So we ask forgiveness for all these khatayim. Now, here we come, and this is what the continuation of the Ma'am is going to address. These are very difficult concepts. They're very difficult concepts because there are very, uh, they're very difficult punishments to understand. We say, if I was Poygim and Ois Yud of Yudke Vofke, Kriyashma, and I'm a Chuyiv if I was choite and poigem an ois hay, through bittel tefillin, I was mechuyev sleif. I'm a kabbal sleif. If I was poigem an ois vav, the bittel tzitzis, I'm a kabal herring. And if I was poigem an ois hay, the bittel tefilla, I'm a kabal chenek. Right. Every night, there's people. This is a nusach haklil sholamita. Of, of the Mekhubalim, of the Balei, and history, which was put into many sedurim. It's a minute by many people to say. And what does all this mean? What does this all this mean? First of all, for Bittal Krishna, there's no skiller. For Bittal Tfilin, there's no strefer. For Bittal Tzitzas, there's no herding. And for Bittal Tfilin, there's no chene. Mrs. Bezdin only comes for unique, unique Avedis and never for Bittal Mitzvah's essay. For not doing a mitzvah essay. The Malatanya here is going to explain that we have to understand all of these punishments, not only as physical, but also as psychological. And there's going to be here a big side whenever you see a punishment in Torah, it doesn't start with the physical, it always starts with the psychological. The greatest punishment of a sin is not the punishment, it's the sin itself. The worst thing that it's accomplished by lying is not that you're going to be caught, you may not be caught, it's that you lied there's no greater punishment than the Aveda itself and that's a very important idea whenever you, you tell a person don't do the Aveda because you're going to get a punishment you're missing the points that's not the Iker right? It's like saying don't cheat on your spouse because you're going to get caught and if you don't get caught that's not the tragedy don't lie to your father or steal his money because one day he's going to catch you you're going to go to jail the tragedy is that that's your relationship with your father. That's the tragedy. Yeah, you may go to jail. It's important to know that. You shouldn't go to jail. Right? Then you shouldn't get caught. But you're missing the point. You're missing the point. So the Baal is going to say when the trader says, you're gonna get skilled, you're going to get saved, you're going to have a chemic. First you have to understand it in the soul. What's skill? What's skilled? we we What's skilled? What's... You take stones and you stone him today for you burn him, head you behead him, and chenek, you strangle him. That's the lo- that's the physical manifestation of that. And also was wasn't easy to <laughs> it wasn't easy to get skilled today for head chenek, Right, the missioners, Chazal saying Sanhedrin a Sanhedrin that killed somebody once in seventy years are called terrorists. That means it was very very hard to get a oynish misa. And yet, there's a lot of Ayn Shemis and Tarih, because the Aynish Mis and Tarih doesn't begin with the physical. It's always a symptom of a spiritual dynamic of Skilosef Echenik. That's going to be explored now. Which is basically the B'gam that the Mitzvah creates in the person's soul. Which is associated with Shema vaya, Which creates a whole different dynamic than Bayakov. Which is why the Hashem Hu Kim of the Jews in the time of Eliyahu no, Hanavi can't be the regular Hashem Hu Kim of Yaakov HaVinu HaMashi It's a different Hashem Hu Kim based on the distortions that life brings in. Which is going to bring out the extraordinary quality of tshuva, which has something unique in Torah because of its unique dynamics, because of the pain. The, the growth that comes from that is also a unique growth. We'll continue based on Hashem tomorrow. So, in Peter Gimel, the Balakanya of this mind of shuvah is strong, which is dedicated to chuva he began addressing the in a very interesting way the various penalties, the various punishments that we find in Torah. Uh, Generally, those who are learning Davyomi now, Mesecta Sanhedrin. This is the focus, a focus, a major focus of Mesecta Sanhedrin. We have Dalud Mrs. Besden. There's the four types of deaths, death penalties that were executed, that were uh, implemented through the Jewish Supreme Courts to the Bezdin. Of course, for this you have to, have, you can't have a regular Bezdin. You have to have a Bezdin at least of twenty-three and the bezdin has to be ordained man to man all the way from motion which has not been existing already for uh, 1500 years and even already at the end of Bayasheni they already stopped dealing with Mrs. Bezdin. there was no way of, of dealing with it anymore and the Jewish courts even the top courts the Sanhedrin of 71 did not deal with it anymore so the practice Practically, has not been going on for two thousand years, but the concept in halacha is that there is Dalad Mrs. bed, skila, shreifa, hereg, and chenek. Skila is stoning, shreifa is burning, hereg is beheading, and chenek is strangulation. According to the minhag, how the kabbalim of the Arizal and others in Krishma Mishalamita, there's a section known as the vidui. There's a few editions of different nishayas. One of them is vidui, which means regular tachlon. You say a and over there there's a special yehiratzen. Anybody says it there? Anybody in Israel? Huh? You grew up with this? <laughs> okay, that's a good thing. So in the tikkun, in, the, in it's called the tikkun of Shalamitta. It's a yehiratzen basically, and the yehiratzen is other yeah. So, saying that. Yeah, how do you know? You haven't been your regular His regular <laughs> Siddur. So basically, the lashon is yiratam of anach Hashem ala keinav ala yud of If I blemish the letter yud of yutkevafke through Bitl kriyashma, and the letter aleph of aleph Dalad nun yud, and I became mechuyev in skila, harani makabel laiskila varei keilun iskalti ayde ois aleph sholshem adnu be'ez so you have a very interesting concept. If I blemished the letter yud of yudkevavka, that means a person has the power to be poigim in the letter of yud. And then the next one is hey Bitl tfillin, and the dalit of Adna, and then he's mechui of isn't my connection with the, with the yud? It's not nobody else's. My connection when I was born. Okay, but I guess there's also, I guess both are true, and then there's the vav which is tzitzis, bittul tzitzis, Herig. and then there's the last hay which is bitl tefilla, and the yud of adna which is Chemek. Now, obviously, this is a spiritual or very metaphysical concept. The begam in yud ke vav connected skill is rare Herig Chemek, chenek. Bechlau the sh- whole union of Mrs. Besdem with these mitzvahs is not shych, is a mitzvah essay. Krishna Tfilin, Tzitzis, Tfilah, there's no such a thing. The a bit mitzvah Mitzvah's Asid, there was no Einish. Besides Milah and Pesach, there's Kars, but a Mitzvah's Asid, even a Mitzvah's Fuck, uh, you don't get Mrs. Bezdem, Mrs. Bez is unique mitzvah's, 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 unique Avedis. Shmich is dumb and murder, Avedezor, Gile Arayas, it's, it's not uh, Shabbos, Arayas, I mean, so obviously we're talking here in a edel oifen. We're not talking here literally that he's mechoy of these missus. Even in the time when there was a bezel, there was no such a thing. Now, we have to also specify that even when a person was mechoy of these missus, it's not like they got these missus easily. Right? Chazal say that a Sanhedrin uh, that that killed once in 70 years are called choivlin. They're called, uh, I don't know what the right word in English is uh, bandits or uh, Ah, uh, destroyers, terrorist, like, V'etzilo The The was <laughs> always <laughs> yeah, and also practically it was very hard, because you need witnesses, and the witnesses have to warn the guy before he does it, and then after he hears this, he, the witnesses warn him, he has to tell them that he understood what they said and confirm it, and then do it right away after the warning. It was partially technically very hard. Unless you were, unless you, one wanted to die, it was very hard to get yourself killed. And if you a wanted to die, because you're a then anyway couldn't kill you, because a Shaita does the So I'm saying it wasn't an easy thing to get a Mrs. Bez and even Malkus. It was very, very difficult. The procedures, the this, it wasn't. But the Nakuda therefore is not not wasn't a Shaila. So here the Mimer is going to discuss all these concepts from a spiritual perspective, meaning. Why does Titus say he get the death penalty if he was unlikely to get the death penalty? Because it doesn't start with Gashmias. It starts with ruchnes. Does the concept of skill, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, not physically, before the physicality. If I cared, the halachas of Mrs. Besdin and Gashmias evolve from the halachas of Mrs. Besdin and Ruchmias. No, no. No, this is what the, what he's explaining here. just speaks about the begomim that are connected to these Dalat Misses, which right away shows us the link between the physical and the spiritual. So that's what he's focusing here. So let's see. V'hinei imrim the you see page 128, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 7 lines from the top of Pader Gimel. V'hinei Krishna in the tefillahs of Yom Kippur, of course, at the end of every tefillah, Mayrev, Shachris, musaf Mincha, we all do the Alchaits, right? We do fresh. At the end of the Alchaits, what do we do? We say, al Alchatoyim, you remember, at the end of the list, Alchatoyim, shanuchayavim alayim. Here again Whether it's Or whether it's the video of Yom Kippur, Which would make all Jews who say this video Mention the fact that they may have committed A sin that makes them and The four types of death penalties of the court four types of death penalties of the court so he says, a Jew is standing and doing video on Yom Kippur. He says, Al Khatam Shane skill is <laughs> says, Not me. Wrong guy, I never did this. I never did this. I didn't murder anybody. <laughs> I didn't do a I didn't do these things. I didn't. I wasn't with the beh- All the rayas, the whole list of parts, <laughs> all the rayas, Mrs. Bezna. It's not Shaykh. It's not Shaykh. He didn't murder anybody. He didn't have a desire. No Shlech is It's not Shaykh. He wasn't Mechal Shabbos with her. So, what is he saying this for? So, he says, you have to understand. So, on one level, you could say it's Be It's Be So, he says it's even deeper. They didn't mean, not in Kishma, and not in the video of Yom Kippur, they didn't mean that you commit necessarily a heinous, a serious aveda that that you mamish could go For example, somebody who goes and worships amazing David azara with Edom and Asra, and there's a din of skillah. That's an example of the other cases with esrefe, or headache, or chameka. That's not what we're talking about necessarily. Why not? So here's the line, very critical. All of Torah operates on a level of Eshtal Shloss. means, in Torah there's evolution. Everything in Torah is evolution. You read a halacha, don't think it begins with this halacha. It begins, you're learning about halacha, about Shosh and Agachasapara. You exchange a cow for a donkey. Or a bull gores a cow. Whatever it is, two people are fighting over a talus. Whatever a whatever you're dealing with, it doesn't begin with the physical aloha. The same aloha begins on a psychological, spiritual, emotional level, which means you could learn the whole ruchnius. we're talking about an exchange of emotions. Parah and chamor represent an energy, a concept. Hamach leparah means there's a chilof. Shnai moiches betalus is also a fight, but it's not a fight over a sweater, or over a talus, or over a cloak. It's a different type of fight. Shnai moiches b'talus. Or in the in the in the signin of Lakutat you have the same halacha the way it's in Olam HaHashiyah. You have it in Olam Ha-Yitzir, You have it in Olam Ha-Bri, You have an Olam Gavoya mayal gavoy, and it's exactly the same which really means every, and it's not only the halach. every machloikas, every machloikas you yeah, between Tanoi, between amiroi, between Rishonim. The machloikas is not only about the practical halacha, the is also about the metaphysics of the halacha. So when you say a Jew is mechui of skillah, what does skillah mean? You can learn skillah means it Stoni. Toi it is a shtal shalos. What says to shtal shalos? Skillah doesn't begin with racks. Skillah is a concept. And that concept evolves from a very, very pristine, transcendent spiritual concept until it assumes a physical incarnation all the way on the bottom of the ladder. And the Gemara says in the Seft De'Pshut," which means he's not saying that Torah doesn't have Gashmis in it. It's only Ruchnis. But the Gashmis follows an ev- evolution of a concept. That's the Nikut. So, whether you're learning Me'emo Saikoyr Neshma B'arvis, which is the opening Mishnah, Misha Shakoyr, Mikhnosim Lachel Betrimosson, or any of the Tayag Mitzvahs and any of the Alachis and Tari Shabak it's all Ruchmiyis that then evolves into Gashamis. There's an expression of the Ramban. There's an expression of the Ramban Allah Torah. Fascinating expression in Ha Torah Medaberez which means the Titus says Cain killed Hevel The brothers of Yosef threw him into a pit. Yehuda went to Tamar. Esav was running I wanted to murder Yaakov. That's, these are stories. But the Ramban says, It's alluding to a spiritual story. Meaning Cain and Hevel are not just two brothers. Cain and heaven represent two concepts, two energies. Yaakov and Esav are not just two physical brothers. Yaakov and Esav are timeless characteristics of the human soul. This is the Ramban's loshing. There was a later Kabbalist known as the Rame Mifanu, Rabbeinu Menachem Azariah Fanu in Italy. The Ramban lived in the 13th century, the 1200s of course in Spain, and then in Eitz-Isra. The Ramemifanu was from Italy and he lived in the 17th century and the 18th century. And he writes, in his svarim, <laughs> He reverses Losh. Really, the story is the spiritual story. It happens to be that it's a Rem is also for the physical story. Now, of course, depends which glasses you're wearing. So you're, really, you're learning a story in Gemara, or learning a story in Chumash, or Tamach, wherever, or a Halacha. What glasses are you wearing? I have the glasses, when it says Kayin killed Havel, it means Kayin killed Havel. That's it, it means Havel died. And that was it, that's the story. Is that the story? Yes, it's the story. That's what I see in the person. So the remember, says, no, that's only a Eremas. <laughs> that's not the story. The whole third is code language. The physical story is a code language, it's literally a code. It's a code word. Killing, skill. So that's what we're going to learn here. Skill, is Herik, These are code words. They have physical meanings also. But essentially they mean spiritual ideas. Then it evolves into a physical idea. But it looks like in his words that he's saying something, something additional, And that is, that not just a skill, a, a spiritual concept which evolves into a physical concept but the chit which causes spiritual schema is not the same necessarily the uh, the ancestor of the chit which causes spiritual schema he says that right, right there's a a beautiful piddush of the Vilna Gon on Sheh Hashidim the Vilna Gon has a piddush on Sheh Hashidim on Mishle on different parts of the Tanakh. He has some incredible insights there. So there's a Posik in, in, uh, where is it? A posik in Mishle. I think Perik Hay Shleim HaMelech says, Yehi Mekorcha Baruch, Usmach Me'eishas Nu'urecha. May your, literally, May your procreative uh, powers be blessed. And may you rejoice with the wife of your youth. Mekarcha means, in Tanakh, the source of re- reproduction, pro- procreation. So that mucker should be blessed, it should be full of plenty and abundance, and you should rejoice with the wife of your youth, because together you 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 build a family, you create a future. That's literal. Uh, the Vilna Gaon teaches that the whole Mishnah is about Torah. So he says every Indian in Torah has its manifestation, and it has it has its mukkher. Its mukkher, mukkher means the original source. you have the manifestation, and you have tracing it back to its source, just like we have it in a person. The pasuk says in Chukas, Zoy sat Adam So it says in many smorim. Torah, and I'll look at the Torah many times. Torah is Adam. Meaning the physiological makeup of Adam reflects the makeup of Torah. Torah is compared to Adam, and Adam is a reflection of Torah. So you have Ramach Evarim and Shasam Gidim and Adam, you have Ramach and Essi, Mitzvah. But the concept is that the human being is a personification of Torah. Torah and Adam are mirrors of each other, reflections of each other. By a person we also know there's Ishtar We spoke many times A person has an emotion, a very very intense emotion. Well before you go to emotions, a person is crying. All I could see is your tears. But if I have even a little seichel, I know it didn't begin with tears. It began with an internal experience. The tears are just the last, the last rung of the ladder. The tears are the final manifestation of a very deep internal process that I don't know about. So I could look and I could just say, oh there's water coming out of his eyes. I'm, it's right, but that's not the story. The story is, what are you feeling? Now, the same is true, a person is smiling, a person is dancing, a person is jumping. Whatever it is, there's the final rung, and then there's the deeper. But even if I go deeper, I say, what are you feeling? I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling despondent. I'm feeling melancholy. There itself, there's so many layers of Ishtar Right? You're feeling very, very angry, you feel like you lost control, you're feeling very lonely. That's your feeling, and it's true, you're feeling that, we can't deny that. But if we go a little deeper, and we trace back that feeling to more original sources of it, so we go back on the ladder of Eshtanshal, is going up and up and up, and deeper and deeper and deeper. So this is also reflected in the Torah, just like in the Adam. So the Vilna Gaon says, Yehi mekercha If your mucker is blessed, meaning if you go back to the mucker of Torah, you see every halacha and nigla the way it is in Pneumius, you'll rejoice with the wife of your youth. He says, the wife of your youth is the woman you married when you were a young man, your original wife. He says, the Torah that Jews grow up with as children is a Torah of Pshat. You can't sit with a seven-year-old kid, even a ten-year-old kid, and start learning and Torah. Gemar, that's called Eishis Nurecha. Your original wife, the wife of your youth. Okay? But when you learn Nigla, when you learn Halacha, so there's a lot of things. It makes sense, but ultimately there's some, sometimes something missing. So the Gon says, but when you get the mucker of Torah, you find a new Simcha in the Eishis Nurecha. Suddenly everything comes together in a whole new way. Now Reb Chaim writes that the Vilna Gon used to spend more time learning Pnimis than he spent time learning Nigla of He spent more time learning Kabbalah, Tanya on than Nigla. Because that wasn't already Eishas Nurecha. That's already the next stage of life. But he says you'll go back and you'll find a new simch in the wife of your youth. It's like sometimes in a marriage as well. You know, you get married and you're innocent and then you go through a lot of things in life. And you grow from it, and there's a lot of challenges. And sometimes you have discoveries, and you can go back and find a new meaning, a new meaning in your marriage. And it's a very powerful. It's a very powerful experience. A whole new. It's like a different eshes norecha. It's like a whole different miznas. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So this is the idea of the histalshulos of Tary. So he says, so just like you learn in Torah Sokal you suckle. Right? The way There is skill in Gashmi There is also skill in, also skill in But the question is one second What do you get skill in Gashemis for? So this is where with this the Gemara says in the Jews living in in the diaspora, Lenny, you're gonna like this, are worshiping idolatry and purity. They're <laughs> this <fine words. laughs> huh? Yes, yes, yeah. Now, what does this mean? So, this means every Jew is in Chutzla should you give him skill or maybe. as long as this Edis, you're living in Chutzla, it's did like, okay, kill him. So, obviously, that's insanity. <laughs> that would be a new religion. So, why are they calling him Abed But that's the point. When you say the word Abedazara, you have to always know context. They say Betara. Batara. Abedazara doesn't begin with a physical worshipping of physical gekshka. Abedazara is a concept that evolves from a deeper spiritual place, and sometimes it's much more fine, it's much more able, it's much less coarse. What's the punishment then? It's not skilla gashmis. It's also skilla, but it's skilla ruchnis, and therefore it's not even called a punishment. It's a consequence, and that's what we have to understand also when it comes from gashmis to ruchnis. It changes from punishment to consequence. Punishment means you did this. This is the penalty. Consequence when you're dealing with spirituality, it's not a punishment. Nobody's coming and striking you over your head with a with a with a bat. It means as a result of this, something happens in my life which is called spiritual skill, spiritual streifer, spiritual malchus, spiritual heric, spiritual chamek, spiritual kari, spiritual misavedesh spiritual carbon spiritual carbon All the penalties, punishments, and tairi, you can understand in Gashnis and you can understand the concept in Ruchnes. And it's not a punishment, it's a consequence. You go into a space. Where the experience is one that's called spiritual skillah, which is what he's going to discuss here, or spiritual srefa. So we never have to understand the Mrs. Bezden and our, you know, their gory stuff. They're not upsaka uh, a But when you understand the, the, the most important part of it is the origin of it in Rukhness. Now, if the skill in Gashmi comes from skill in Rukhness. The Aveda in Gashmi also comes from the Aveda in Ruchnes, And that's the point. The aver in ruachnees is a much different level, and therefore it's experiencing the ruachnees the kaskila. Then there is a murder, a physical murderer. You can't compare a physical murderer to a spiritual murder. It's a different concept, although they're connected. Like the Gemara says, you embarrass somebody by a right? The, the blood, the blood, the blood um, rushes in or rushes away. Azul sumka, asir etc. So he's now going to give an example of this gemara. Yisrael shabachutz la'itz oivdavay dezana batara That Yisrael and Chutz are the beginning of oivdavay dezana, but the gemara makes sure to say it's betara. He explains ke'inyan avaydus kechavim begashmis. What's avaydus kechavim begashmis? What does idolatry physically? Hameshtacheva l'shem nishvayerech. The Rambam and Ilchas avaydazara explains at length the process, people would bow down, it's hard for us today to understand, but they worshipped the sun as a deity, the moon as a deity, different stars as deities, it always began, it began with the heavenly spheres, the heavenly galaxies, the heavenly planets, the heavenly luminaries, it didn't begin with physical, earthly things. But why? Why did, what, what what would be the compulsion to worship the moon? The answer is It's very hard for us to understand the world view of paganism Pre-Avram Avinu who introduced and revealed monotheism Today it's like almost a joke But we have to understand in a mysterious world where nothing makes sense Humans need to give meaning to life Animals don't Animals just like to live but humans need to give meaning, some explanation to life. They need that sounds just in the human brain. The Homo sapien is unique. So different cultures created systems that made sense in their minds. The systems may be absurd, archaic, and ridiculously absurd. But as we'll soon see, we have our avidazarist things that we believe in. It becomes dogma. And you become indoctrinated. And this this is the system. They call it this today, they call it huh? Okay, the <laughs> the they looked at hierarchies and they said, they huh? looked, they looked, they looked at hierarchies and they saw that sunlight is responsible for what we have. We can't live without sunlight. Mehem what would happen to trees without sunlight? What would happen to bushes? What would happen to plants? What would happen to planet Earth? All of our nutrition, all of our food, comes from sunlight. Kumashikasov, oh of course, he brings a pasik to authenticate that the sun and the moon are essential. The, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, the are the Satayrah of these weeks, Shemesh, the sweetness of the grain that comes from the sun and from the moon. Now, the truth is, yes, the sun is responsible for our life. The sun is responsible for our sustenance. But they are messengers. They are the containers that carry the flow. Somebody who bows down to them. The mistake is he's attributing autonomy and independence to the sun and the moon as though they are the originators, they are the progenitors of the Hashpah. In the famous expression of the Navi, if somebody finishes building a sukkah for you or a house for you, and they used hammers and nails, so what do you do? You go over to the hammer and you thank the hammer and you express your gratitude to the hammer, and you reward the hammer, and you decorate the hammer, and you start worshipping the hammer. After all, you have a house because of the hammer. Now the truth is, without the hammer, you wouldn't have been built. Because you needed something to be able to knock the pagan. But the Garzan doesn't... The Garzan is beyad hachaitsev. Like an axe, like a hammer in the hand of the of the the one who did it. So Emma is the Shemesh is responsible for a tremendous amount of ashpah. But the worshipping them turns them into a yeshved of They are the origins of it. Hagav so he says, Physical prostration means, When you bow to somebody, what do you do? You literally bend down your head. You take your whole kaima, your whole stature, that, that is erect, and you're of it. You bend it, you prostrate it physically, to a monarch or to whatever you're worshipping. But now let's go deeper. There's a deeper type of bowing down. Again, not physical, but spiritual. What's that? this is where I surrender physically, but there's also intellectual surrender, emotional surrender. I give myself up to you, meaning I lose my identity. I forfeit my mind, I forfeit my heart. I bow down to you, not physically, emotionally. We all know that that is as powerful as physical ishtachavah. Sometimes it's more powerful, right? When you, you lose your personality. So he says, what is this? min Now here we come to a very subtle idea. And that is sometimes a person loses his mind... Because the sun and the moon. What does it mean he loses his mind because the sun and the moon? He says, that which is nishpa from the sun and the moon. Which basically represents all the grains. Which is basically, daigus ha parnosa. The stress of a where a person's livelihood overwhelms him and he's always bowing down to it. Basically, my job takes over my life. And it literally, it's like a, it's like a hurricane. It's like a flood. It floods me to the point that I bow down to it. I lose my stature because it overwhelms me. Where do you see it practically? Somebody becomes so stressed, he's always looking for this trick, for that trick. It's this this sly way, mischievous way of doing work, of doing pranasa. He's going to outsmart everybody in the system. But the first person he's outsmarting is his own integrity, his own soul. There's no human being here, there's no here. He's completely bowed down you, you want to look at the person? The person, he has no life, no day, no night No love, no relationships, no integrity He's completely lost his mind That's not physically Physically he stands straight, he's dressed or It's part of the sales <laughs> He has to make a good impression But is he lost himself He can't talk to anybody because he came to believe that this trick, Tachbola means uh, scheme, schemes. This scheme is going to be the defining factor. No. So now the baltani is asking on himself. the time? God will bless you. And everything that you're going to do. What's the diuk here? The diuk is, as we like to say in English, God helps people who help themselves. God will bless you in everything that you do. In other words, you got to do. If you say, I'm not doing anything because everything comes from God, the Pasik says, It's one of the biblical sources that a person got to work. A person distasa. And b'choy la tasa, Hashem will bless you. So what do you want from this guy? You're telling me the same. Rabbi Nachshon says you got to do an asiyah. You can't just sit home on the couch and say, "I'm waiting for the man to come from heaven." I mean, you could, but the brach of Hashem alakach it's a by some. But the brach is and everything that you're gonna do. In other words, the brach is connected to your asiyah. So So I'm doing. I'm doing. So that's taka the struggle. If there would be no union of tasa. So you could just sit all day in a place of ruchanius. There's no inyid. There's no nisayon here. Etaka says bechalashatasa, but he says hadei hashem ala He says, but don't forget the first half of the pasuk. Oveirachek hashem ala kecha. So he tightches kedarka with his own, his unique tightches shla'i nifrid melakusi is barach. It doesn't say oveirachek sham bechalashatasa. It says oveirachek shamala ala kecha bechalashatasa. What's the le kecha? You have to remember it's your God. Sometimes a person can believe there's a concept of Hashem. But B'ashamayim is the God who supervises the world. When it comes to Hashetasa, you have to remember It's Hashem Alekecha. It's a Daingot. God means that in the in your world, in your reality, in your business reality, that's where God is. That's where the Apostle puts in the word Alekecha. Don't tell me, yes, Hashem. In that Mitzis of Tasa, you need Tasa? If you wouldn't need Tasa, okay, you need Tasa. Titus says you need Tasa. We have in Parshish don't say, That means, as I have minute, that you're a koyach, accomplish it. If you wouldn't have to work, then how could you have such a havamin? Is the charaya? You need your qakh. And that's why you could think qaich baitzimyodi. So that's why he says, Hashem There's a tyche of the Balatanya, it says in Parsha's Bishalaf that the Jews asked, im Does God live among us or not? And the question is, how can they ask that? In the morning they're reading man, and the whole Mitssias is one 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 mace. The diuk is Ayesh Hashem Bikirbainu. Bakirbainu means in the Kishkas inside of me. There's a concept of Yesh Hashem, but it's above, it's aloof. Bikirbainu means, as he says here in the task, But when a person suddenly thinks that this trick, this scheme, that's going to be the main source of Ashba. If I could fool this one, if I could a fool, if I could just It becomes a process where he starts worshipping the schemes instead of seeing them as tools. In other words, he separates the shliach of the hashpah from the source of the hashpah. So just like Avadizara Begashem he worships the sun. Why? Because he forgets that the sun is tacky-giving hashpah. But there's no point in worshipping the sun because the sun is basically a... uh, an agent. And not even an agent with choice. An agent without choice. So yes, in our world there's many, many agents. One is called Tasa. One is called parnosa Parnasa needs different different work and a dedication to it. And you want to be able to be successful. So you got to do what you have to do. But when you start worshipping the agent, and you detach the agent from its source, and you turn it into a separate reality, what happens? Alza this is the concept of Abaydazara's skilla. What's skila? The result is spiritual skila. What's, what's spiritual skila? says, he It's a fascinating pshat. Skila means stoning, throcks. What does this mean spiritually? We know what it means physically. What does it mean spiritually? Baha'i no is a slave evan. You become a rock. Spiritual skill means you become a rock. Your heart turns into stone. You have a leva heaven. What's Pshat? One cannot open the heart. Spiritual sensitivity. Yeah. One loses their spiritual sensitivity. So that's what it means the person was stoned. Well, not stoned. <laughs> but that's, it's also connected to that. People become stoned because they're stoned. Exactly. No, it's true. It's it's the pain. It's the it's the frustration. Huh? Because they're stoned, this level say so they have to become stoned on a different level. Petrified. 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 What? Not like. Turn into oh, oh, petrified! Something you that something turns into stone. The stone. Yeah. In other words, inside the heart is a natural, endless, boundless source of energy of love, of creativity, of vigor, of inspiration. Yeah. yeah parsha's uh yeah the Lush yeah that's for the lotion that's for the leva even if there's a his in hawai Chuli But the heart is not open. There's a certain stone that sets into the the heart. That's not skill in Gashmias. But in Ruchini is skill. And skill in Gashmias originates in the skill. So when it says now, We understand what the Gemara means. In Chutzlore it's it's easier to get lost. In the Shluchim of the Hashpah. Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael is a very intense place. <laughs> Eretz Yisrael is less natural than Chutz Laaretz, because the flow from kedusha into Eilam Hazan Eretz Yisrael is more transparent. The shell of Eretz Yisrael is much less opaque than the shell in Chutz Laaretz. So Yisrael should be Chutz Laaretz. Oyv deyavod eszora What do we mean? They don't mean Jews are Chutz but tara, tara means a very pure avidez, a very subtle Avaidazara. What's it? Then in Chutzlaretz, we call it the American dream. <laughs> in Chutzlaretz, a person could lose himself, bows down, he loses souls, he loses his serenity, loses his integrity because he's kaififf reishi. His whole kaima becomes swamped, literally flooded, inundated by the tsunami of the stress that comes from trying to earn a livelihood, which he has to try to earn a livelihood. And he detaches the tasa from the Hashem and the tasa becomes the essence and he starts worshipping it and there's nothing else in his life. And therefore in the name of the tasa his very internal self surrenders and he becomes a mediocre person. It's almost like a walking mummy machine. There's no human being anymore. How come the success the end What's the Let me tell you a cloud he says why is it that all these people that are so overwhelmed by work somehow they're successful financially <laughs> No, they're the still spiritually insensitive right, right but the people that try to have the proper balance of some spirituality something
1: you don't see
0: that the flow is over there Things so are working out are <laughs> nice working out I mean they yeah. so uh, just it's not working you out, you you out say because say they have say less money saying the exception proves the rule nobody runs here to go work in the morning no, he's just saying the exception proves the rule well, you why have a job I think why is the men is why the different? Why it the, the, why the people that have balance? We should use a little, little bit of a torch. That's <laughs> what well, you would why, the why, they, if this is true, why don't the people that have balance make a lot? That's what he's saying. What money? How much you make? No, he's, no, no, not. he's, he's saying. You're connected to Hashem, you have the proper balance. can do anything. So why doesn't he make? If you're on that, the He's asking. Take the. And they're relying on themselves. They work in house. And I have told them, 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 and they. Succeeding, you want to have the proper balance over it. shouldn't half up. There should be a flow more over there. You know, there is, the I don't, I don't no, he said. He said. He's saying, don't don't make the tools of the trade of the Bonazora. and by giving the people who do that get rewarded. It should be fun for care It should be the opposite of the people that have the balance should get a greater reward. I'll tell you, it's very hard to compare one life to another life. I don't know if it's... Uh, every person's life is very, very individual and distinct and unique. And sometimes what looks like success in other people, you have to really know everything. You know, it's... Uh, there's the famous verse in Sifri Musa. It says, loisachmoid, right? It's the 10th commandment, don't covet. So it says all the details, loisachmoid don't covet his wife, his house, his bull, his ox, his donkey, his servant, or anything of your friends. So the Mepharshim say, first the Pesach starts specifying a few things, and then at the end it says, Why doesn't it just say, First you start with his wife, his house, his his Jaguar, his, his Toyota, his private yacht, his private jet, his summer home in the Alps, his three summer homes in Florida, and Israel, and, uh, <coughs> and the Riviera. Huh? <laughs> Uman, yeah, his summer home in Uman. and <laughs> the I once saw a beautiful verse, one person's wife, a person's this, a person's that. You say but fart you walk into his house you get jealous you look at his car you get jealous you look at his children you get jealous you look at his bank account you get jealous you get jealous what are you supposed to do? (sighs) you have to be able to understand this everything it's easy to pluck out one rose from somebody's life and say oh I'm taking this rose home it doesn't work that way life is a package deal you really want that person's uh, car, that person's house, take everything of that person. About the shvigir, with the shver, with the shalom bayis, with the strength, every take everything. Before before you start judging how good his life is, how bad your life is, just kailash riakha. <speaking in Hebrew> now usually, I'm not going to say always, but usually when a person is presented with kailash riakha. <speaking in Hebrew> It's like, it's not so pasha. It's not so pasha. It's, it's a peckle. It's not one thing. You know, we look... you know, and In our life, in our world, it's very easy to see the externals, you know. You look at the Dovah Chitain, everything looks perfect. <laughs> I remember a couple of ones came to me some years ago. So, <laughs> they had some uh, Shalom Bayez issues. So, they... <laughs> it was fascinating to see how oilam Haseker works. Superficial world. So... Uh, they, they were both saying, you know, last night they went up a mitzvah. And they were sitting at a shmug, they were standing at a smogger's board, or whatever, Viennese table, whatever it was. They said, they said, both, Why can't we be like that couple? They saw another couple. They were so happy together. Why can't we be like that couple? Little did they know <laughs> that that couple wanted to know why they can't be like this couple. So, when you see everything, it's different. But isn't this point different? He's not saying I no, understand this point. He's asking a big question. He's asking a big question. Why is Parnasa challenging? <laughs> I don't know if I have the answer for that question. He's asking a good Shayla but everybody. It's about everybody. You don't have to come at someone in order to ask the question. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm just bringing out the Nekuda. That when you say, oh look at these people, they're completely inundated and they're very successful. What does success mean? When somebody's making money but they lose their marriage and their children, is that success? When somebody's making a lot of money but they lose their sanity and their serenity, is that success? I think in the new way the way of success is more than That's true, that in today's world the big focus today, all the success gurus talk about. Huh? It's working, less. working less and and build, and building relationships, it's about relationships, and even with your employees. It's not about the raise always, it's about the trust and making them understand that there's something meaningful in their work. I think, Fakert, I, I think today, the models of success that are developing in the world of econ- economics is one that is more based with spiritual equilibrium, with psychological equilibrium, with emotional equilibrium. It's not just the dollar becomes the God and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no people. Everybody's a machine. Everybody's a robot. Even from an economic point of view, uh, there is this concept it's more and more. That it's about balance actually. So the real question is not why for us is a real question is how do I align myself with a yeah, with advice, i the, the flow is always open. Yeah. That's the Right. Yeah, that was my question. Why do you see people that are more aligned yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question is, what aligning is? just to make Yes, Rabbi Lutzman, Frank. there was fulfilled wealth there's wealth that's not fulfilling a person could live in a mansion you sometimes walk in it's a sad place the couple doesn't get along the kids are screaming at the parents the parents are screaming at the kids it's a huge place but the shina is not there Sometimes you walk into a little hut, a a little hut, but there's peace. Yeah? Now, people should have big houses and people should have our chava. But you have to remember, people can have our chava in but they don't have our chava in Everybody knows this. I was once in a house in California. It had 17 bathrooms. Just the best, 17 bathrooms. So I asked the guy, for for women. He says, he wants, shiny he wants. <laughs> okay, fine. But, uh, but, but, uh, but then I saw the matzah, the wife came to me. The marital strife was so, so sad. She was screaming, "I don't need this house. Get it away from me. I don't need it. I want a normal family." Now, this doesn't mean it doesn't mean that shalom, is a bad thing. It just means you need the balance. You want the Gashmis and the ruchnius to to work together, to be synchronized. For there should be harchava and gash. The and should reflect and ruchnias. Uh, when a person starts uh, focusing on one detail, and they pluck it out of their life, and they don't focus on their whole life, so what often happens is, they may make it in one area, but they gave up their heart. Huh? There's no alignment in their life. The heart becomes plugged. It becomes like an oven. That's what skill is. Now if you go to every Aved in Chumash, where there's an skilla, that's what it means. That means that if I engage in this, what happens is the stone sets into my heart. My heart becomes stone-like. It becomes closed. And a closed heart means an empty life, an, a poorer life, an impoverished life. Because a stone in the heart means the heart can't open. When the heart can't open, I can't feel what's in my heart. How do you clean a stone? Hey. Oh, okay.